0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughters' lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. As always, I love talking to you about things that you can do to be able to engage with your daughters, to be able to be present, to be active. And to make those strong and meaningful bonds with your daughters on a regular basis. It is so important for us to be able to do that in our daughters' lives. And we all have to know that we don't have to do this alone. Every one of us girl dads are out here. We are more than willing to help each other. But a lot of times we just don't ask. And it's important to ask. It's important to talk to other dads and to be able to learn from other dads. And and that's why every week I love talking to you and to be able to also hear from you and to be able to do what I can to be able to give you resources, let you meet other dads that are doing it in different ways so that you can learn and grow. This week, we've got another great guest with us. Jonathan Bits is with us, and Jonathan's the father of three, and has a site called creativeadventurefamily.com, and we're going to be talking to him about some of the creative adventures that he's been on, and a brand new book that's out, but also We're going to learn about him as a dad. So Jonathan, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: It's my pleasure having you here. And I love being able to hear about different dads' journeys. So I want to turn the clock back in time. I know you've got three kids and your oldest is your daughter and she's seven and I would love to turn the clock back in time, back to that first moment that you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? You know, that
0: was actually a transformative moment for me. It was at a a 3D gender reveal that my wife at the time and I were doing. And I had assumed up until that point that I was just going to have a boy. My mother had three boys. We had primarily boys in our family all the way around, really for many generations, with the exception of a few. And so the assumption for me was that I was going to have boys, and that I was going to raise them, and we were going to do the things that I did as a child. And then we went to the gender reveal, and we were told that we were having a daughter. I remember being vertiginous at that point. I remember going afterwards, semi-celebrating at the baby clothing store. And I remember walking through the boys' clothing department first, as it was at the fore of the store, and I just started crying. And I was a little bit dismayed if I was honest about it. And it was really disappointing to me. It wasn't something that I wanted. And then fast forward to the birth and that first year and everything completely flip-flopped and All of a sudden, it seemed like the universe had given me exactly what I needed, which was a daughter, for so many reasons that kind of at times hard to articulate, but there was a softening that happened, I think a need and a want to dig into resources, to look at myself in the history of humanity a little bit differently, to look at myself relative to the people that were close to me and how I loved a little bit differently, and I think that in a large way, this led us to a new family unit and a new family dynamic that we're now calling creative adventuring.
1: So talk to me about the feelings that you were feeling at the time, because you talked about the fact that you were dismayed at first. And what was the underlying cause of that, do you think?
0: I think that it was all based around fear. I remember the day that she was born, I stayed with my wife and my newborn daughter, All through the day, she was born at 7am until after dusk, and I remember going outside and having this moment where I just felt levitated off the ground and I felt this tremendous sense of foreboding, of fear, and really the idea that I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what I was getting into, I didn't understand the psychology of females, how dare me even engage in this, is this possibly even dangerous? I was scared. That's the primary emotion that I was experiencing and where everything kind of stemmed from and then again was transformed into its opposite.
1: You've gone through a process of having to learn, to grow, to move to a new place. What did you have to do to get beyond that fear? to be able to get to where you are today?
0: I think it was a variety of factors. It was a stepladdering that was in part conscious and somewhat unconscious. I think that for me, my MO is typically when I don't know what I'm doing, or if I sense some fear or some uncertainty in my path, I start researching, and I just start finding rabbit holes to go down. I'm looking for resources, and I just start reading, and I start writing is what I start doing. And so the transformation was sort of very implicit, I think, at first. And now, several years down the road, which started about three years ago, really, for this creative adventuring paradigm and our new sense of life here. At that point, my daughter was four years old, and a lot had transformed for me. And she had two other siblings that had come into the world. And so what had happened for me was... a complete transformation that I think in the hecticness of daily life, in running a business with my father, I didn't completely have my arms wrapped around parenting at all. And then when a divorce happens, everything kind of changes. And there is a sense of metacognition that immediately happens because it's pertinent and you fear for the safety of yourself and your family. And so where I went was was deep inside to make explicit what had been implicit up until that point.
1: So you've gone through this process that you've had to learn not only about yourself, but about your daughter along the way. As you look at your relationship with her now, what would you say has been the hardest part for you being a father to a daughter?
0: I think that what's difficult for me is the same things that are difficult for me as a parent with my boys. I don't consider much of the teaching's to be disparate at all here i think that we can look into generalizations between males and females and we can play with some things there but i think that the teachings are the same and one of the most important things that really does play on some of these idiosyncrasies or stereotypes about the female being is that i want to create an emotionally intelligent being again that's for my boys as well and I think that trying to understand who she is and how she is has been a real journey. and I've had to rely on a multitude of resources and really dig up and create and cultivate for ourselves what tools and resources really do work for us, at least right now, because they're going to change, but what tools and resources are working right now to get her to down throttle her parasympathetic nervous system or in a moment of whatever high emotion it is to get her to come back down to center. And for me, it's been a process of experimenting with a variety of tools to help them, to help me, and to really get them to a point down the road that they can accomplish what they want. And my thought has always been that The only way that they can really accomplish what they want in their lives is to be highly emotionally intelligent. So that has been one of the core difficult
1: paths, if you will. I think for a lot of dads that I've talked to in the past, emotional intelligence is not the first thing on their radar. And for many, whether they are dads with daughters, whether they are managers in a workplace, you have to learn that and you have to push yourself to learn that. Are there specific resources or things that you had to rely on to be able to get to that point of increasing that emotional intelligence for yourself?
0: Absolutely. I think that I had to look back into my life from the time that I was a child and really through athletics was one way that I began to come to this understanding of emotional intelligence. Yes, for myself, but then how do I transition that into teachings to the children, absolutely here. So it started with looking at who I was as a human being, what I have been, and maybe some of the places that I wish that I could have gone. And so what that led me to was one of the things was early on in research that emotional differentiation for toddlers, especially, and for children is one of the most important things To get down as a task so that when a big emotion comes up, the first thing you're asking yourself is, what emotion am I feeling? And really dissecting that emotion down a little bit into descriptors, if nothing else, if that can happen, then later on when there's a maturation cognitively and intellectually, then the ability to really take those emotions and do something with them and transform them happens.
1: I appreciate you sharing that because I think you do have to go through a lot to be able to get to that point. I know I had to do that myself. And there were times in my own life that I was not having the, the highest amount of emotional intelligence. And I needed to be able to change that, not only for my own family, but for my own professional development inside the work environment to be able to support the people around me that needed that as well. Now, I know you mentioned earlier that the experiences that you've had as a father really helped you to be able to create what's become creative adventuring. So tell me the story. Tell me the story behind the impetus to start not only the precursors of what became creative adventuring, the book, but also the site. And what made you decide to move down this pathway in being able to write this book for others? About
0: four years ago, I was married to my then wife, my children's mother, and marriage wasn't succeeding very well. We both had our own businesses. We were busy, had three kids in less than five years. Things were tense. Things were tight financially. We were not living an inspired life. It was a life of routine and it was a life of infants and a toddler at that point point. and so it was very difficult and it was very rote and it was very discouraging I think for both of us and we did end up getting a divorce it was a very very difficult thing it's still a very difficult thing in my life and in my children's life as well but there was fortune in it and that fortune sort of came out in very lumpy ways at first and that was hey we can live our life any way that we want to now We have a fresh start. And so how do we want to live our life? And the answer for me was really simple, was I want to live an inspired life. And I want to create inspired beings in my children. And I want us together to have an inspired life. I don't care so much about riches or what we possess, but it's it's what we do and it's, it's how we live. And I want the story of my life and their life to be one of inspiration and one that's of interest. And so instead of just going out to the park for the day on scooters or packing a lunch or going down to the creek or really pre-COVID going to museums or to any indoor play place or outdoor play place for that matter, it was this idea of like, hey, let's go on an adventure. And it was sort of Just a way to kind of move the children to a positive state of forward progress, but then it really just stuck. It became this thing, and it became this challenge for me to create new experiences for them all the time. And however minutely new they were, they were new. And as a result, we ended up putting ourselves into unique situations. And... Those situations grew and grew and grew to the point of real and true adventure. You know, as much as you can do with a one, three, and four-year-old. Carrying a one-year-old on my shoulders and walking down a creek and tramping over logs and evading snakes and seeing the fear that we all had and then engaging it and really moving it forward started to transform something really magical inside of myself but my children in ways that they were overcoming obstacles out in the world but also internally there were these amazing profound moments that i'll never forget where they were moved and called to action and succeeded in a really profound way. And it does get me choked up thinking about it because it's what I want for them. You know, they're going to face adversity, they're going to face obstacles, but the point is to learn how to move through those obstacles here and to have the tools. And so that is my duty as a parent to create curious lifetime learners and self-explorers and creatures that have grit and are resilient and can communicate and can problem solve and that are artists in the way that they do that, that they use creativity as an impetus to, to create their own art in, in situations that are very daily and very practical. And so in understanding my roles with them my role as a parent, I really started to write it down. I am a writer by nature. And so I just started writing and I came to create the blog and really these posts, which were private at first. And then I started sharing them a little bit with parents around me. And the response was, wow, hey, you know, yeah, I agree. And I would add on to this, this, and we sort of do that. But I never had really thought about that. What else do you have? This is a really interesting way to look at life and at parenting. And so it became a task of mine to say, if I'm really going to be the kind of parent that I want, which is central to my life, if not primary, I probably is primary to anything else in my life that I want to be a good parent and a good man is like outline all this stuff let's come up with core values as a family here let's come up with rules of engagement how am i going to do this what are the little lessons that i'm finding here and so that outlining began the response was enough to lead me to the conclusion that, hey, I think that this is worthy of sharing. This is something that we can add to the human database of knowledge. This is an act of, of giving back to humanity.
1: So as you think of the book that came from all of this, you talk about creative adventuring. A Field Guide for an Inspired Life. Define creative adventuring for me.
0: Creative adventuring is a paradigm that employs curiosity as an orienting stimulus for exploration and really daily living. It leverages adversity and obstacles to help create a deeper understanding of of oneself and of one's personal responsibility, the children and myself, the parent here. It's about transforming the mundane into something really magical, a trip to the grocery store, the ride to school. It's about, again, really creating inspired people and living an inspired life based on the core values that we've outlined.
1: So can you tell me a story of one or two examples of how you are instilling this in your kids' on a regular basis?
0: Yes, so one of the ways for me is really about language, and it's about how we use language which words are acceptable, and and how we speak here. And this speaks to this idea of the zone of proximal development, which is embedded in, in, one, in one of our core values, which is to say that I don't speak to them like babies. I don't give them baby talk. I'm not going to also speak to them like a professor, but I'm going to speak a little bit ahead of them so that they're asking the question, hey dad, what does that word mean? What do you mean by that? If I'm doing that as a parent, then I am moving them forward here and expecting them to ask those questions. In reverse, I'll ask, hey, do you understand what I mean by X? Do you understand the implications of Y? That's one way. A very, very practical way is outlined in the book. and It was a story that one day we woke up, I didn't really know what we were going to do, but I decided, hey, let's just go. Let's let's get out of town. Let's go. We live in Denver, and so we drove south to Colorado Springs. And my bright idea for the day was that I was going to take the kids to the Air Force Academy, which is an amazing place as a kid. There's so much going on there, and really profound place to go visit, especially if you've never been and especially if you're a child. So this is in 2021, sort of post-COVID, um, at least everything was opened up, or so I thought. We get to the gate, the Air Force Academy, and he looks at me and says, Ty, what can I do for you? Kind of confused, and I said, hey, we'd want to come in and, and, and see the Academy. And he looks at me and says, I, we don't let anybody in. We haven't let anybody in since before COVID. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. And I said, thank you. Okay, I understand that didn't register for me. So we had to make a U-turn and drag our tail out of there. And then it was, hey, what are we going to do for the day? And the kids said, I thought we were going to go there, dad, why aren't we going there? So we had a little bit of lesson of of expectations and about editing life and about saying, hey, you know what, that didn't work. So let's go do something else. I do have a couple of ideas in my head and we're going to go experiment with one of them here and go to a place that I've never been. I don't even know where it is. So let's go there. And we did. And what opened up for us was several things during that day that I never would have otherwise imagined or probably done with them there. So we make it explicit what sort of is cultivated in a moment and what is created out of mistakes. Creativity is, you know, really the aptitude and the bravery for creating mistakes and allowing yourself to make mistakes and to self-edit and to say, hey, you know what? I believe this now, but it's okay that it didn't work. I'm going to maybe change what I'm thinking here. It's okay for me to change that because that's the art in being alive. It's knowing which mistakes to keep and which ones to let
1: go. Great ways to live, great ways to, to teach your kids because it's setting them up for success in so many different aspects of their life. I appreciate you sharing that. Now we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where we ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Sure. In one word, what is fatherhood?
0: Responsibility.
1: Can you give me a story of a time that you felt that You finally succeeded at being a father to a daughter.
0: Yes, I had one moment on one of our adventures. We had taken our scooters to this park almost a mile away from our house. I am my daughter, as they do every time they bring things. And so my daughter on this evening into dusk had brought a couple Barbies, and we had got to the park. We finally arrived at the park when my daughter discovered, Dad, I'm missing a Barbie shoe. I thought, oh no, okay. And she looked at me and panicked, and I said, Honey, you know, it's sundown, and it's now dusk, and it's going to be dark by the time we, if we even leave right now and go back there, it's going to be dark. I don't know how we're going to find a Barbie shoe in a mile of path and grass and bridges and creeks i don't know how we're going to find it we went back and i made it my duty and i said you know what we're not going to go home until we find this barbie shoe she remembered the kids remembered for a second but they went on with their scooters and their big wheels and they're going down the path and you know i had two flashlights and i had them shining on the ground and in the in the in the bushes and in the grass and Sure enough, at about a half mile, there it was, a little teeny tiny Barbie shoe laying there on the ground in the dark. I found it. I was shocked more than anything. And I said, honey, look, it's right there. She picked it up. The sense of joy and excitement on her face I'll never forget. And her being then a four-year-old had said in exclamation, in exuberance so many times, Dad, you get five congratulations. Five congratulations, Dad, you get.
1: I love that. And I saw that in your first chapter. And it was, it was definitely, you could tell that it was a great bonding moment. Now, if I was to talk to your daughter, how would she describe you as a dad?
0: Dad is emotional. Dad is kind. Dad's job is... To care for the kids. Dad is loving. We are love. All of us are very loving, very affectionate.
1: And as she gets older, how would, she, how would you want her to describe you? As a good man. As a man
0: that gave her all of the tools and resources that she needed to be a successful, good, kind, strong, and gritty human being.
1: Who inspires you to be a better dad? My children,
0: daily every day they're they're giving me every lesson that i need to learn and that is at the core of creative adventuring is watching them listening to them letting them lead me to the magic because If you do listen to the kids, and this is a relatively new idea in psychology in the last 40 years, listen to them. Let's look at them. They have the information. It may even be spiritual. It may even be cosmic. We're not sure at this point here. We're still wrapping our heads around psychology and now neuroscience by any degree, but it's listen to the kids. They will lead you to where you need to go.
1: You've given a lot of piece of advice today, things that people can think about and incorporate into their own lives in many different ways. As we finish up today, what's one piece of advice you'd want to give to every dad?
0: Believe in your process. Believe in the process of everything. The answer that you think might be correct, examine its opposite first. Often the counterintuitive answer or the counter rational answer is the correct one.
1: Now, if people want to find out more about you more about creative adventuring where's the best place for them to go
0: creativeadventurefamily.com you can find us there you can find our book there you can also find our book uh everywhere that books are sold including amazon uh apple books and barnes and noble
1: well jonathan I just want to say thank you thank you for everything that you're doing to help other dads in so many different ways to encourage them to go through their own creative adventuring process and i wish you all the best
0: thank you so much thank you for your time it's been a pleasure
1: We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along, and the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org.
0: Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and musclemen Get out and be the one to them Be the best dad you can be Be the
1: best dad you can be